This is Katie and Kay Carbondale, Community Access Radio, Glenwood Springs, Carbondale, the Roaring Fork Valley, and beyond. You are listening to Geek Speak. Support for Geek Speak on Katie and Kay comes from Louie, the computer guy, providing math, PC, and Mac repair, networking support, tutoring, and web design. Secure, informed, and connected. I'm your host, Matt. Uh, let's see here. I'm your host, Matt McRae from Roaring Fork Help Desk in studio with Louie the Computer Guy. How's it going, Matt? Baby brain. That's how it's going. Yeah, yeah. Toddler brain, I should say. Okay. Hanging out with you Haley know, all. Hanging it, out with Haley all day. It's good to come. Well, I don't even want to say down to their level. It's good to come up to their level. Right. Exactly. You know, every just, now and just, then. Just, just be in the moment. Yep. That's what. Play it's in all the about, dirt. Be man. in the moment. You have it's no quite, apologies to make, man. Nope. Just means my. Mouth is not working correctly. That's okay, man. <laughs> but if you want me to point at things and tell you what they are, I will do a great job. Yeah, yeah I, can, I know all the colors. I know the first six letters of the alphabet. and uh, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very good. Wow, gosh. It's been a whole month since we were here. Yes. So we should have a lot to talk about. Yeah, HDMI plugs go in network ports. Uh-huh. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's there's a reason that they generally, computer manufacturers generally try to make it so that, like, any one plug will only fit into any one hole. Right. Right? But one of the key things to, to that whole scheme is that you got to look at the hole and make sure that there's some similarity between, right, between the, two the plug po- and the hole. Right, because, so, you know, you, yeah. we've seen that, we see that all the time where, uh, you know, a USB connector fits very snugly into a, a network connector. Yeah, like the an Ethernet connector, for those of you who know what that is. Yeah. And uh, the only problem is, though, that the Ethernet connector has like a row of eight pins. On the bottom. And they are, con- they are carrying electricity. And, um, and if the uh, USB connector gets upright up against those pins in just the right way, um, sparks will happen. Yep. And uh, network adapt Ethernet adapters will fail uh, as a result. So just, you know, so I recommend fire up the flashlight. You know, if, if you're plugging something into the back of the computer, this is what I do. You know, yep. get down on your knees, fire up the flashlight, go back there and just confirm that the that the peg in the hole. Yeah, th- th- there's some the semblance. Same, yeah, that there's some semblance between the two of them. So, yeah, because uh, otherwise there's no the electrical net connections that need to be made will not be there and in fact some ones that shouldn't be there may be made yes exactly and it'll damage the equipment yeah and you know you may establish communications with the planet zoltar by accident right so it's uh it hasn't happened to me yet but i'm waiting right you know so you're listening to geek speak on katie and k 963-2976-9706-2976 yep i talked over you that was that's bad. all good yeah, yeah. got to dial the whole number now yeah. 970-963-2976 very good so let's see i am looking at a story you know i guess and the I, this story kind of poses the question of how um how liable are um social media platform um companies for the content that's posted on them um, because uh, this this story, I don't know if you've heard the story yet, Matt, or not, but uh, I guess uh, somebody went on Twitter, um, Twitter of all places. Of all places. Where bad things never happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody went on Twitter and uh, posted a whole um, uh, conspiracy theory about a town in Holland 
that um, supposedly was the home of a uh, ring of Satan-worshipping pedophiles. And uh, now the um, town in Holland is suing Twitter for it um, because they've basically suffered a serious declination in their reputation. And Uh they've actually been getting a huge influx of people um, coming and laying flowers on the graves of children in their cemetery um, Mm. that they believe were victims of this Satan-worshipping cult. So, you know, so I guess it's... It's a really that's a tough one, you know. I mean, it, I I really think that um, I, I think these social media platforms. I I don't I don't know why every post isn't vetted, you know, except for the well, fact that there's way too many of them and not enough people to do it. But if you don't have enough people to vet the posts, well, then you get into the the uh, section two thirty discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a are you a platform or are you editorial? You know, are you an are you an are you an editor? Mm-hmm. So are you just just facilitating the dissemination of information mm-hmm. or are you editorializing the, you know, somebody put something on there, you put your spin on it and you put it on the, on the mm-hmm. site. And yeah. so in the United States, you're, you're having a, that discussion. I don't know what the yeah. rules are in Holland, yeah. um, but obviously, um, you, you know, it, barring it, this being true, which I have no way of knowing, mm-hmm. um, you know, they've basically defamed. Uh, this town in Holland, you know, yeah. someone or yeah. some group of people. Exactly. And so that's, ne- you know, it's likely that it's caused negative impacts on their economy mm-hmm. and Got the it. people from there. And so it's like, I don't, yeah, I don't so, have a good answer. So there. I would uh, uh, implore our listeners, if you have an opinion on this, um, to give us a call at 970-963-2976 and weigh in. Let us know um, to what degree um, do... Uh, social media platform providers, I guess that's a good word, good way to put it. Um, To what degree are they responsible for the content that gets put out over their, you know, their megaphone, basically. And, um, you know, because, uh, you know, it's, you can do a lot of damage. I mean, there's a reason why you don't get put in the newspaper for just getting pulled over for DUI anymore. Um, you know, that, that used to be a thing. Uh, it right. was always the talk of the town. You know, growing up in Glenwood, they had a thing called Cop Shop. They probably yep. still have it. But the names <laughs> the names and the faces have been changed to protect the possibly innocent. But, I mean, it would it could ruin somebody's... I mean, I, I, I knew of people, you know, um, somebody getting pulled over for DUI and showing up in Cop Shop, and they happened to work for uh, somebody who was a very uh, vehement... Um, you know, anti-drinker or uh, religiously uh, extreme conservative or, you know, whatever. Um, um, but they didn't like the fact know, that their person and, showed up And they up basically there. fired, you know, fired the person, you know, before they'd even been through their due process. You know? Right. So, And that's uh, the one of the hard things. It really is. You're on with the geeks. Yeah, I think uh, social media platforms are responsible. Okay. And, uh, um, and I think, and so first of all, hey, uh, this is Seth from Carbondale. Thanks for being on the air, guys, and oh. for giving us this geek speak that's going into like legal speak. Um, <laughs> I say that Twitter, Twitter showed that they are a publishing platform when they banned Trump. Uh huh. They gave some, right? Because he was a write in author, a writer that they had provided a platform to. 
he was sort of an agreed upon person that could speak. And then they banned him. So yep. they obviously are showing that there is a level of control and editorialization that they recognize from their author. Well, that that is an excellent so argument. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no. I, so so basically, what I can extrapolate from that is the basic saying that uh, if you have the power to squelch somebody, then you uh, have the right. You you basically need to be liable for you know what's going on because you can you, know, you basically have proven that you can shut it down. You know. Right. Um, yes. If if it uh, if if you think it's dangerous or uh, you know dangerous inappropriate well yeah, in, yeah. inappropriate based on your va- on yeah. your, your values that you apply to it as as a Twitter owner or operator or whatever you want to call it yeah exactly okay yeah just the way uh, pub- publishers of magazines and newspapers can fire journalists who may not report the way they see uh, correct mm-hmm got okay. it so anyway, so l- let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question I was going to ask sure. Matt. Um, I'll ask both you guys. Uh, you know, if a, plat- if a social media platform is uh, hosted on an open source or a free platform, you know, like, like uh, I guess it really the first thing that popped into mind, my mind was uh, WordPress.org. Um, you know, because there's there's WordPress.com and WordPress.org. Mm-hmm. And the WordPress.org is supposedly a, a nonprofit um open platform um for anybody it's for you can get a free account there you can you know whatever so i so what do you think uh it's seth right you said um sure yeah uh, what do you think do, does that does that change like anything yeah no no twitter is free well i don't mean twitter so much about free. the the expense to the end user but i mean the this is, this is free as in liberty as in as opposed to free as in beer Okay. All right. That's that's an analogy I can connect with. <laughs> so, all right. Well, great. Yeah. Thanks a lot for the call, man. We appreciate it. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks for having. All right. Me. Thanks for listening. Have a great one. It's important. Thank you. Uh huh. Take care. You're listening to Geek Speak on KDNK nine six three two nine seven six nine seven zero nine six three two nine seven six it's gonna take a while to get used to that yeah because it's been going on for six or nine months now and yeah we still so but you know we can we can be technologically challenged too it's okay yes yeah yeah you still type in the the seven digit number in your in your phone's like sorry you can't do that Uh uh-huh you're like oh okay fine (laughs) yeah exactly so well you know that's that's an interesting question it's um i'll be interested i'll be following this story to see kind of how it uh how it comes out. Yeah. So, we got another call. You're on with the Geeks. Oh, hey, Geeks. It's Donna. How are you? Doing good. How you doing, dear? Pretty good. good. I was just uh, thought I would, uh, <clears throat> I don't necessarily have a, uh, I was going to change subjects. That's fine. Do it. Um, okay. I was really kind of bummed that the iPhone 14 doesn't have the U- USB-C for charging. It doesn't? What are they using? Uh, are they using uh, lightning? lightning still? still using lightning? Yeah. Really? Huh. Yeah. So okay. I'm, well, you just ed- like, you just educated us. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, because I've been waiting for it to come out, and unfortunately, yeah. So anyway, that's did you a hear? Do you know the European Union has basically has issued an edict that all devices of that sort will be USB C. 
Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They they basically have uh, they've thrown down the gauntlet and said this has got to be standardized. Well, and, you know, um, it's frustrating because, like the the one, I mean, you know me, I, I love Apple stuff, but the one thing that's always frustrated me is the how they keep changing the ports. So, for example, one of my, you know, uh, acquaintances. They're somehow they got locked out of their Mac. Like all three users, they can't log in. Mm-hmm. And it, oddly, like I don't know what happened. And I tried, you know, a different keyboard and yada yada. So I said, well, let's just put it in target mode. And I had a I had a cable from my Mac, but their MacBook Air was from 2016, and I didn't have a U- USB C to um, Thunderbolt or whatever. Thunderbolt there. two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Thunderbolt 2. I didn't have that cable. So I couldn't I couldn't run target mode on their on their Mac. Wow. And it said it couldn't do it through the USB port. They they had USB 3 and it, again, you know, it gets really confusing with USB 3, USB C, you know what I mean? I went yeah, to yeah. Walmart to get a cable and I'm trying to explain to the person at Walmart the cable that I needed and they're like Oh, it's this one. I said, no, it's not USB C. It's USB three. You know what I mean? It was yeah, like, the the one with the, the blue in the blue, blue plastic the blue, insert. And like, yeah, well, I don't know what the blue means. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh boy. So. Well, you know, here's here's another wrinkle in the whole thing is is that there are cables that um, let's see, uh, there are USB C cables out there that only have the charging pins right the, only the charging yep. pins go through the data pins don't go through so yeah. i mean i put that out there for our listeners when you're purchasing them on um on amazon for instance you've got to look at the specifications and make sure that they're good for charging and data right and then well, which kind of data oh okay was that like so you can only transfer pictures with some well so you know. so depending on the the wiring inside, uh-huh. it'll either be uh, compatible with USB 3.1 or USB uh, 3.2. Okay. Uh, and so, because one of them is 5 gigahertz or gigabits, the other one's 10 gigabits. So then you can also get uh, Thunderbolt 4 cables that are rated to 40 gigabit. Okay. And so you, ha- you, know, you, so you just get a cable that's better than what you need for your application. Mm-hmm. Got so, it. So it may... You know, I mean, five gigabits is pretty quick, mm-hmm. so you shouldn't really notice it. But it's hypothetically speaking possible to have a the cable be the slowest link between the two devices. Got yeah, it. one thing you might think about, though, is you might want to get a power charging ca- cable only if you're going to use it in an airport or at a hotel for uh, charging. Right, yeah, for security reasons? Is that what yeah, you're... For yeah, security. Yep. Okay, that's a great point. Absolutely. Yeah. Weren't yeah. those sold because as? I've heard weren't those sold as uh, USB condoms at one point? <laughs> yes, I think you're right. I think that's what they, I, they were marketed as USB condoms okay. at one point, and it was a, a USB A to USB micro that only had the power. You know, the power was the only thing that was hooked up. Oh, okay. And so, but it was the same thing. It was for traveling. So if you're using a uh-huh. charger, you're not aware of, or there's just a, yeah. a, a a plug in the wall. Got uh, it. You just plug it in and only get power you only get power and no data uh-huh so yeah so do they sell those in dispensers in like men's rooms they the really sh- they really stuff? should want to keep your data safe yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway well listen 
all. Very good. I just wanted to bring that up about the USB and the Lightning, you know, and, and USB-C. I'm kind of bummed. So I guess I'll just wait till the iPhone 15 comes out next year. You know, my biggest beef with the iPhone is that they won't, they just got to stop making them because every time I go out and get a brand new one, you know what happens six weeks later? I mean, I get six, you get another one? six weeks of bragging rights. It's like, it's the latest iPhone, you know, it's like I know. six weeks later, it's like, oh, mine's yesterday's news, you know, it's I know. old. I really only care about the um, charging and the camera uh-huh. and my, my iPhone's Eight that I have, I don't know. For some reason, it disconnects the audio all the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if something's going on with the, you know. It doesn't really matter if I have a headset plugged in or not. It just all of a sudden will cut off, and it could be that I'm on Wi-Fi calling all the time at yeah. my house. I mean, it could be a number of things, but yeah, um, that's the only other thing I could think of, you know. Yeah. Because my uh, work phone doesn't do that. My work iPhone. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm calling on you on right now. And this is an iPhone XR, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Does yeah. that do X-ray? Is that what that stands for? I don't know. That's I don't know. That's a good question. But <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I just wanted to call in and say hey, and I'll listen to the rest of the show. All right. Donna Dalton, our foreign correspondent. Thanks. Bye. Take care, Bye. dear. Bye. All right. All right. Still got a few minutes, uh, 970-963-2976. I'm going to have to bring in my label maker. Yeah? Yeah, put it over the studio and office once we have the additional three digits. Ah. <laughs> as a reminder. Yes, very good. Now we got another call. Oh, wow, look at this. You're on with the geeks. Hey, Matt, hey. Hey, how you doing, Craig? I'm doing good, guys. Sorry, I, I was tied up with stuff, and I just remembered you were on. And I wanted to follow up on something we talked about uh, a few weeks ago. Oh, God, that was a long time ago. I hope we're not – don't put us on the spot, man. No, no, shutting the computer (laughs) on and off. Yeah. And how it affects the hard drive and stuff. Got it. Does does putting it to sleep have the same effect? Um, Well, I mean, we're back to the discussion of do you have an SSD or a hard drive? A hard drive. So if you have a hard drive, it's designed to – to deal with somewhere around 50,000 cycles. No matter what. No matter what. So if it goes to sleep, the computer spins it down, it stops, it's waiting to spin back up when the computer comes and wakes back up. So if my if I'm sitting here and I don't do anything, I just uh, I close off whatever I've got on, the hard drive is still spinning. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then there's a couple caveats to that depending on your exact computer and your uh, power configurations because uh, there are settings where if the computer is sitting idle like that for a period of time, it could spin the uh, drive down even though it's on. Yeah, if you go deep into the power settings, like the advanced power settings, mm-hmm. there will usually be a uh, hard drive spin down or, you know, timeout and all know, kinds of stuff. Turn off the hard drives to save power um, when the computer's idle type of thing. But, does, so. but when it comes back up, is that doing the same thing? What? Is it putting it to sleep? Is yeah, it counting yeah. into our 50,000? Yeah, it's still, I mean, every time it spins back up, man, it's just like, but you know, it, this this argument is so akin to the, like, should I, mean, I leave my car this idling This is not an not, argument. This you know? is a discussion. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, so. if you want to quote Monty Python. All right. Thank you. <laughs> you can always quote Monty Python here. Always with impunity. So, 
<laughs> oh, very good. Uh, so, and you know, and that and there's other things that happen. You know, you know, it might be that where I mean, fifty. I have to do the math on you know, if you did it once a day for you know fifty thousand days, how long is that? That's a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do it ten times a day, you know, it's five thousand days. That's what is that? That's more than ten years. Mm-hmm. Still, yeah. So, I mean, you're probably talking. You're still talking about. In most cases, you're probably talking about obsolescence prior to failure, or you're talking about you know demagnet. You're talking about some other failure because uh, if you look at the failure curve on a hard drive, uh, within the first ninety days, there's about a one percent chance of failure, uh, and then that drops down to somewhere around 0.5, depending on the brand and mm-hmm. a bunch of other things, um, and then it slowly works up to about ten percent annually once you hit the three year mark, right? It's a four year. You know, I actually came up, the statistic I work from is 12% per year, which is, I'm sure, averaged, you know, out because most of the people, uh-huh. most of the people that are asking me, they're at the six or seven year mark. <laughs> right. So you can say, yeah, it's a 60, 72% chance your hard drive is going to fail today. Um, <laughs> well, within the next 365 <laughs> days. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, but, uh, you know, Craig, I, I, my recommendation would be just bite the bullet and throw a solid state drive in there. And, um, I mean, you won't believe how much better your computer runs. Yeah. It will. I mean, Matt, well, Matt and I have been dreaming of a repair that we can do where people, because, you know, people as since the beginning of time ask us, how can you make my computer faster? And for the longest time, it's like, well, maybe we can maybe throw a little bit of RAM at it. Maybe we can get some of these porn viruses out of there, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but solid-state hard drive, I like literally probably a third of the ones that I, I was, install, people call me or text me back and go, oh, my God, my yeah. computer is running yeah, so my, good. I was going to say my standard refurbishment uh, right now is double whatever memory they have in there. So they have eight, go to 16, and throw an SSD in there. And yeah. that computer is going to run like a champ for at least three years. Okay, yeah. so so if you're talking like say I've got a one terabyte hard drive, mm-hmm. and I put in I look I'm looking at SSDs that are like two fifties or 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 something like that. Yeah, they're usually two forty, four eighty, so on and so forth. Nine sixty. Am, I, am yeah. I in any risk of of just filling that up? What what percentage are you using right now out of your terabyte? Uh, probably. Twenty. <laughs> okay, so, so that would be two hundred. And you've had it for how long? Well, it depends which computer you're talking about. Okay, yeah. So you're probably pretty. <laughs> I still have a ninety-eight. Yeah. <laughs> and, and three sevens. So. Yeah. So so yeah. I mean, if you put a four eighty in there, uh, you will probably. I mean, you'll be good for probably two to three years. I mean, at at least <laughs> at minimum, you know? right? So, yeah. And uh, and it's real, you know. I don't want to give away any too too many tra- uh, secrets of the trade, but I mean, you can buy like a, a USB um, uh, well, enclosure, as we call it, mm-hmm. um, and basically you can pull the old hard drive or actually put the new hard drive in the USB enclosure, um, and then um, there's a piece of software I call uh, it's called Ezus Disk Copy. I think it's twenty nine bucks. Um, you can download, and it's real straightforward. It'll you know just basically fire it up and say, hey, you know. It finds all your drives. It says, hey, I see a C drive, and I see an externally connected solid-state drive. What do you want to do? And you just basically say, I want to make the, that one there look like that one. And yeah. uh, and then as soon as it's done, you just uh, a lot of times either pop the cover or some some of the some computers still like have a little slide-out hard drive bay or whatever and yeah. uh, swap the hard drive out, boot it back up, and 98% of the time it comes up without 
you know, without any An problems. Issue. You know, yeah. So, yeah. Well, we will chat about that. I, I've yeah. always wondered about the SSD yeah. versus the, the so, old-fashioned, uh, you know, we still so, we still have a couple vehicles yeah. that have roll-up windows. <laughs> so this, nice. the short of it is, is a, a cheap SSD will do 35,000-ish operations per second. A f- uh, the fastest hard drive you can get is going to be like 250, and a normal one's around 100. Yeah. So, so yeah, it'll be it'll be blinding. Yeah, yeah so my mistakes can, know, can so. come at me much faster. Correct. Yes, gotcha. absolutely. <laughs> you can produce bad data <laughs> way faster. 330,000 times faster. So. And, and what about what about the experience of say you do get hit by a uh some malware or something? Does it just get into your system that much faster with an SSD? <laughs> Um, well, it you depends know, on what the bottleneck is. Is it the processor or the SSD? Yeah, exactly. So, it's, uh, uh, theoretically, yes, but uh, if know. it's well-written malware, uh, it'll get in a lot faster. Just curious. <laughs> All right, guys. That's what backups right. That's Thanks what so backups for the for. call there, Craig. Oh, yeah, see you guys. Take care, buddy. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Geek Speak on KDNK. I'm your host, Matt McBrayer from Marine Half Fork Help Desk in studio with Louie, the computer guy. Hey, thanks a lot, Matt. Yeah, you're welcome. We'll be back yeah. beginning of October. Woohoo! Here we go. All right. Bring on the fall colors. Don't touch your knob. Don't touch your knob.